Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all listening to What's Up, Lear, and Let's Dive Deep podcast. Today, we'll be presenting our first ever series called What's Up with Our Health with Mr. Scott Stennards, the mentor for the Coalition for Tobacco-Free Hawaii Youth Council. Mr. Scott has an MA in leadership from Axbergs University and a BA in business administration called Coast College. He's worked more than 30 years in post-secondary education administration, past seven years in public health, three years with a Blue Zone Project, and four years with Hawaii Public Health Institute. The mission for this podcast is to help bring light to the growing concerns of a community's health while and wellness by educating and advocating for change. I am your host today, Clyde Manzano, a senator and for Leeward Community College student government, majoring in accounting with an emphasis in the pre-med track. So to start off our podcast series, I wanted to ask Mr. Scott this question. What is the Coalition for Tobacco-Free Hawaii Youth Council, or what is your guys' mission? Sure. Well, uh, the mission of the Coalition for Tobacco-Free Hawaii's Youth Council is really to uh, engage youth. And when we say youth, we mean, uh, you know, anybody from, uh, you know, high school up through uh, up through college uh, to, you know, help educate uh, them so they can educate their peers around the dangers of uh, tobacco use. And also uh, a big aspect of it is advocacy to give them the tools so that they can advocate uh, for for bills that that they believe will uh, help protect other youth from uh, you know from tobacco and hopefully these tools uh, that we provide will they'll be able to use for any cause uh, that they're passionate about. Thank you very much, Mr. Scott. It's such an exciting thing to see kids as young as high schoolers advocating for this change, especially in the times where in our generation, the growth for advocacy has grown through the use of media or the use of social media. I think by being able to be part of this generation and seeing the voice for change, you're also seeing the voice for innovation and the voice for success in a future long run. And that's exciting part, an exciting thing to be part of. I guess during your guys' coalition, what do you guys see as are the factors of the growth of use for tobacco? Uh, well, it's definitely been the industry, um, and, and I think this is not me, but the, the youth themselves, uh, they, they choose what uh, policy they want to work on every year, and for the last uh, several years, they've been working on uh, flavored tobacco. So, you know, back um, in a number of years ago, all flavored tobacco products were made illegal, except for menthol. Um, you know, they, there used to be, you know, cherry, pineapple, pina colada flavored, you know, cigarettes. And that was all outlawed. And, and shortly after, we started seeing youth uh, smoking rates go down. But with the advent of e-cigarettes uh, and not being covered under those laws, we're, we just saw an explosion of flavors. So uh, and I've seen counts as high as 16,000 different kinds of flavors uh, for electronic, uh, you know, cigarettes uh, for, for vaping, right? Uh, and the, the students identified that as, you know, something that attracts youth. And if there weren't all those flavors that they doubt that uh, most youth would ever uh, pick up any kind of tobacco product, be it uh, combustible cigarettes, cigars, uh, you know, e-cigarettes or vaping, uh, uh, or, or even uh, smokeless, other smokeless tobaccos like chew, snuff. Uh, so that, that's one aspect that they've been working on. The other aspect is to try to create parity between um, uh, e-cigarettes and, and other tobacco products so that they're taxed at the same rate, 
that they you need a permit or license to be able to sell these at the wholesale or retail level and to close the online loopholes that allows uh, these products to be able to be sold online. Uh, combustible cigarettes aren't allowed to be sold online. Um, you know, so why, why should uh, why should electronic cigarettes is basically their uh, their stance. Wow, that's such an interesting fact. Uh, I was reading throughout your guys' websites with, uh, I'm going to plug this in, but www.flavorshookkidshawaii. So as I was reading throughout the website and seeing engaging posts, I saw that 21,000 Hawaii youth today could die from tobacco-related uh, illnesses, and one out of three high school students are reported to use e-cigarettes. With this growing alarm of use and tobacco use, how do you think that will affect in the longer run or like, how do you think, how would you guys, how would your guys coalition impact that uh, statistic? All right, so uh, the, the goal is to try to educate youth, you know, so that they know exactly what they're getting to. I mean, right now we have historically low rates of uh, cigarette use amongst youth. And, and yet still 21,000 youth, as you mentioned, are projected to die from a tobacco related illness. Uh, the concern is, is that once somebody became, becomes addicted to nicotine, be that from an electronic cigarette or, um, you know, a combustible cigarette, that then maybe their choice of device, uh, you know, it, it's very easy to just slip into something that you would have never done before. So once you're addicted to nicotine, if you're going through withdrawal cravings and you don't have your, your favorite vape device, somebody offers you a cigarette, you're more likely to then, uh, you know, try that because, uh, you know, nicotine is one of the most addictive chemicals uh, there is. Um, so it's very easy and we see a, a lot of transition between folks that use e-cigarettes e into combustible cigarettes. So we don't want to see that number go up. Uh, I mean, 21,000 is a huge number. And that's basically reflects that the fact that about 1400 people die every year in Hawaii from a tobacco related illness. Um, so if you think about COVID, right, we haven't reached 1400 in two years since, since COVID started. Uh, we shut down the economy, we put in restrictions, all this, and rightfully so, right? And we save thousands, probably, you know, thousands, potentially tens of thousands of lives doing that. Yet we've not, you know, we, it's been years since we've done anything uh, to combat the, the, the tobacco deaths. And I, I think if, if we saw that on the news every night, how many people were dying uh, from a tobacco-related illness, then uh, that might raise more awareness and, and get people doing it. But, you know, people that die from a tobacco-related illness do so, you know, privately. Um, you know, it's a long, drawn-out, uh, you know, death that only their, really their family members are experiencing with them. It's, it's not on the news. So that, that's a huge, uh, huge concern and, and why the youth are trying to raise uh, you know, raise the flag in a sense and, and, and get, make people aware of this, uh, these facts so that they realize how it, how it impacts them and really everyone else in the state. Thank you very much. I've noticed, yeah, with a trend of seeing things, a lot of teens, I guess, around my age are not seeing the difference between cigarettes and e-cigarettes. They understand that cigarettes are kind of this gross kind of mentality, but they say e-cigarettes are something more consumable or something more craving towards their uh, idea. But I think a lot of people are not, a lot of people in my age are not understanding that the correlation between cigarettes and vaping, they fall in the same spectrum that they both can cause very long, long term effects on your body and your lungs. So I think that's uh, like a conflict between our generations and the way we view it. 
Uh, I think one main issue is the way that a market or like the tobacco industry markets it through, through media. So a lot of social media or a lot of uh, pop medium kind of influence this uptake on vaping, such as, oh, see this cool vaping trick. And then a lot of kids might try to emulate that kind of sense. So I think the growth of how the tobacco industry targets minors or uh, any specific fields, especially low-income families or low-income uh, demographics can be evident in how they market their schemes. Oh, no, you're, you're, you're exactly right, Clyde. Um, you know, the industry definitely targets youth um, and, you know, many older uh, adults, uh, you know, they, they don't see the targeting of young adults and, and youth because they're not, they're not the ones being targeted, right? So what, be it social media, uh, be it the shows that they wa watch on, on uh, streaming services. Uh, streaming services don't have the same regulations that broadcast TV does. So, you know, your big broadcast networks, they, you know, they, they can't show um, smoking and vaping as a glamorous, uh, you know, activity. But, you know, that's the way it's portrayed in, you know, many of the top streaming shows that, uh, you know, youth and young adults like. Uh, and that's not by chance. I mean, the industry pays for that. Uh, they, they pay so that, you know, people are, are seeing that they're, they're the ones that are, you know, paying to make sure that all those posts, uh, paying uh, influencers to pose with their products, um, you know, trying to make it sound safe. I mean, even the term vaping that they came up, right? I mean, that, that's to make you think of vapor. And when most people think of vapor, they think of water vapor, right? And they talk about blowing clouds and, and you know, it's... It, so it makes it sound like it's safe. And as you mentioned, it, it, it really isn't. I mean, there's very, very high levels of nicotine in these products, uh, much more than the typical uh, person who smokes a combustible cigarette would get. So youth are getting addicted faster and it's having even more impacts on, you know, on their brain. And that's the concern with you know, youth use in particular of vaping products is that the nicotine, you know, is, is going to be affecting the developing brain, your ability to concentrate, um, you know, cognition and the ability to put facts together and form opinions on, on things, um, you know, impulse control uh, affects mood swings, anxiety. Uh, and we, it's disturbing because we hear a lot of students, they're, they're falling again, victim to the, the marketing and the industry trying to say, oh, how it relieves stress. And it, it does just the opposite. It actually heightens your stress levels and increases anxiety levels because of that nicotine dependency that's so quickly, uh, you know, formulated. I guess piggybacking, piggybacking on the idea of dependency, as you said, on many teens are getting addicted to these uh, e-cigarettes, I guess what would be the first step to quitting for these teens? Like, what is your advice for that? Well, we, we, we see just like adults uh, that, uh, older adults that, that uh, use combustible cigarettes, most people that are vaping want to quit. Um, and, and, and they're having difficulty doing so. Um, the, um, uh, you know, the, the industry likes to talk about how they're, it's a substitute for smoking. It's a way to help people uh, quit. But really all it is is just keep getting people to switch to another nicotine delivery device so that they continue to make money, right? Um, there's, there's not a whole lot out there that's available for, uh, you know, for youth because, uh, you know, youth shouldn't use, you know, the patch nicotine gums because 
any amount of nicotine is, is damaging to, to the youth brain. So, but there are some programs out there. And, and one is, uh, you know, people can, can text start my quit. Um, so start my quit to 36072. Uh, and they can enroll in something called uh, My Life, My Quit. And it, it's a free confidential support system. Uh, so yeah, that, that's what I would say would be a good first step. The first step obviously is deciding that you wanna quit, but once you're ready, um, that's a good place to start. So again, it's you can text start my quit to 36072. I guess in terms of quitting too, I, do you believe that the social, uh, the people that they surround themselves with has a big influence in the idea of quitting? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, you find that um, really with anything, uh, many, many different health issues, right? If if you uh, surround yourself with people that, um, you know, aren't very healthy, don't eat healthy, don't exercise, you're, you're more likely to, even if you are, you're more likely to start to, you know, pick up those behaviors. Uh, same thing if you're hanging out with people that smoke uh, or, or vape. Uh, so unfortunately, you know, part of that is finding, you know, kind of your right group to hang out with a support system because to do it on your own without a group of people around you that are encouraging you to support you um, it is very, very difficult. So, I, I mean, it, it may it, it may be looking for new friends uh, to, to a certain degree, but, you know, maybe you can talk with, with them to find out that, hey, you know what, uh, most of the people in the group want to quit. Well, let, try doing it together, right? So you can, you can reinforce the positive behavior. Somebody's feeling like they need to, uh, you know, take a hit of a uh, of a vape, maybe they, you know, text a friend. It's like, hey, you know, let's go to the gym. Let's go to the beach. Let's go do something just so that they can, you know, get their mind off of it. So you definitely want that support system. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of kids these days are trying to find uh, different ways into relieving stress. I know there's a lot of been a lot of things going towards um, the use of sustainability. So going to the beach, doing cleanups, or doing um, meditative exercises such as a four, seven, four kind of breathing method. I feel like if a lot of teens were to look towards that alternative and bring a sense of calmness towards them, I think that's a great way to start with the quitting. Uh, I also think the sense of being open about your issue is such a important fact. I think a lot of people are still kind of scared or like still hesitant and sharing what the thing they're going through. I feel like being transparent with people, being able to advocate for yourself is a starting path to that uh, growth. But yeah, it is important to let other people know, uh, you know, what you're going through that you that you want to try to quit so that they can uh, support you with that. Uh, and you know, we know because uh, they're, they're required to by law, like the tobacco companies have to share how much they spend on marketing and all of that. We know that combustible tobacco uh, and smokeless and all, you look at all, combine those groups, so not considering e-cigarettes, but all other tobacco products. In the U.S., they spend about a million dollars an hour. Well, I mean, that's a huge amount, right? And 95% of smokers start before the age of 25 or 21. So who are they, who, who are they targeting, right? They're targeting young people and they're doing the same thing with e-cigarettes. We don't know how much money they're spending on e-cigarettes. So that's even more piled onto that million dollars an hour. Um, and, you know, it, it's not surprising that a lot of people then fall victim to, you know, to the marketing tactics, to the misleading uh, information that these companies uh, are, are, are putting out there. 
um, the kind of the fake news, right? Um, so, you know, but some people are, you know, they're ashamed that they got kind of caught up into it. But yeah, it's like you need to let people know what you're dealing with so that they can, uh, they can be there to support you. Yeah, of course. That's such a big step into going to things. But I guess when you guys were trying to um, advocate for these causes, was there any backlash from the community as you guys were trying to advocate for this cause? Uh, no, you know what? Uh, when you We do a poll uh, every year to find out kind of where Hawaii voters stand. Uh, we work with Ward Research, right? Big, um, big local company here that does a lot of uh, polling. And 70% of um, registered voters in Hawaii support uh, a ban on all flavored tobacco products, including menthol. Um, so the vast majority of voters out there, and when you look at regulating e-cigarettes the same as other tobacco products, 90% uh, of, um, of registered voters support that. Uh, what we're up against though is an industry, again, that makes billions of dollars. Uh, Altria, the manufacturer of Marlboro, they uh, spend about a little over $200,000 every year lobbying against uh, the bills that our youth council is working to pass. Uh, so, you know, that makes it pretty tough. They, you know, youth council doesn't have that, that kind of money. Um, and all they can do is share their stories, share, you know, with lawmakers what's happening. Um, but, you know, that's, that's a lot of money. And that's just that 200,000 is just from one company. And that's every single year. Uh, and it doesn't count the direct donations they make, the campaigns. So, you know, that's something that the Youth Council more recently has is, is been concerned with is, uh, you know, kind of a pay to pay to uh, pay to play uh, sense of, well, what are they up? Unless they can raise money to also donate uh, to these groups, do they have a chance to, to pass this legislation? Because most people support it. Um, the only people that are coming out against it are those uh, primarily are those that profit from it and uh, a few people that are addicted to their uh, to their products. I guess the last question of the day is if how may the public or students participate in your guys events and to voice, help voice their concerns? Yeah, well, we as we mentioned, we have students involved from high school through college. Um, we have uh, some students that do internships with us, others that are just members. Uh, we encourage students to and you know the general public to reach out to their lawmakers. Uh, you know, go on the, the Capitol website, know who your lawmakers are, and let them know that, you know, that you're watching, that you want to see these bills passing. Right now, we have one bill that's still alive. Um, it is House Bill uh, 1570 that's dealing with the flavored tobacco products. Uh, and it's over on the Senate side right now. It will have one more hearing. Um, uh, and that should be in consumer protection, a joint hearing between consumer protection and the Ways and Means Committee, uh, the, those two committees. So uh, we're hoping that it will pass uh, and then that the House will accept the uh, Senate version of the bill. Uh, on the House side, they added a, a lot of um, what many are calling poison pill amendments that you know, basically made it impossible for the bill to pass. Uh, the Senate took those out. So we're hoping that it will, will pass, but that's a big thing that people can do. Um, unlike high school students uh, who typically are not old enough to vote, many college students are. So uh, engaging uh, college students to, to really get involved in the political process, to focus not, not just on our, our issues, but any issues that are really important to them. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of groups depending on what causes that you are, uh, you're passionate about that, um, 
do surveys of, uh, of politicians, of, of people that are running for office. So, you know, pay attention to those, look at those, and then make an informed decision when you go to the voting uh, booth and go to the voting booth, right? And uh, vote with, you know, get, get, get movement, get change. If there's people in office that aren't supporting what your community uh, is looking for, then, you know, you need to be willing to stand up and work to vote them out. Yeah, that's such a great information to look into. Um, again, to fight for change is to voice your change. So um, to end this, uh, to end this podcast, is there anything you want to say to the public or to the general of our campus? Yeah, I, you check us out on um, um, online. Right, our website is hiphi slash youth. That will tell you a little bit more about the youth council and how to get involved. You can follow us on Instagram uh, hiphiyc. Um, and as you mentioned, there's the campaign site uh, that talks about the bills and, and we're all the different organizations uh, that are supporting uh, the, the work of the Youth Council. Uh, that's flavorshookshi.org. Uh, so a lot of information there, but, uh, you know, find one of those, find something that you're interested in. But yeah, for Instagram, there's, there's links to pretty much all that other information on our, on our Instagram. So. Thank you again, Mr. Scott, for joining us for our first ever series and what's up with our health. Uh, this ends our podcast for today. And um, you guys all have a good morning, good afternoon, and good evening again. Goodbye, everybody.